The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh, and we give you permission to laugh as if you needed it. (laughs) The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I'm pretty sure we're only one bad headline away. That's how I look at it. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to be more sponge-like. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That's easy. That's what my fortune cookie said I could do. Yeah, there you go. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know exactly what I'm talking about when I say, how can we help others who are at a distance? We want to help them so badly, but we're so far away. What do you do? We're going to talk about that. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, maybe you've got a praise report and you want the opportunity to share that to give glory unto the Lord. Remember Isaiah 43.7, We were created for his glory. Maybe you're in a tough position and you need other people to join their faith with your faith so there can be more faith and that we can make a petition before the Lord and ask for his help in something. Maybe you've got questions about how the sky is blue. And the most direct answer is God painted it blue. Anyway, the bottom line is if you've got any of those things, an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we want you to reach out to us. We love that. We love the fellowship. It's a great time. All we're trying to do is encourage one another. This is a fellowship, and our whole goal is to help each other, strengthen each other, encourage each other, and bless each other. That's not overly complex, is it? Well, I don't think so. Here's the bottom line. The way to reach out to us is to call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Something amazing happens when you call 972-445-0770. You'll be talking to mighty Gabriel. Let me let me tell you what that's like. 
That's like remembering somebody's birthday just in the nick of time so you're not late. And then you will fly. Now you got to love that. I don't care. You have to love that. It's just too cool. Uh, you can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Sounds like a skip in a record, doesn't it? You can also email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. We also send you up to the website, uh, the podcasts are all set and situated and working perfectly as uh, Jennifer and Gabriel put their heart and soul in it and spent hours and hours and Okay, well, it all works. So that's uh, kind of the big thing if you're looking for some of the pods. And something I discovered today that I did not know on our website, and that is the brochures that are on the website. We will not only print those and send those for you, but you can download those brochures on your phone for free. So you can take them wherever you want. How about that? It looks a little different, but it's kind of cool. I think that's cool. And then the big thing about the website, let's just be honest, money, 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 money. That's a place to give, plus also information on how to give. We ask you to check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Well, that's obviously a rocket ship taking off. That's what I'm going with. Uh, great job, Gabriel. Great to bring it in. Excellent work. Okay, so there is so much to do, and yet... Somehow, as always, so little time. We're going to pray about a couple of things. First, I want to let you guys know that my son, Josh. So Josh was my eldest, for those that don't know. He's the one that's closest to 40. <laughs> I think that's funny. Uh, anyway, uh, he is sick. He's been sick. So we were going to get together Friday night. Now, I know some of you were praying for us, and we're hoping we'd have a, a good time. But something came up at the last minute. Don't even know uh, all that happened. We just said, you know, let's just scratch it. Well, that was pretty graceful for me. Why is that? It's pretty graceful for me because Joshua ended up getting sick. How sick? He's had COVID since Saturday. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, he's been in bed. I talked to him today. I said, how you doing, Sunday? He goes, I'm okay. I'm like, wow, do you sound old? Anyway, the bottom line is we didn't get together. He is sick. So I would appreciate you guys praying for Joshua so that he could feel better. That's really what we're looking for. And in the meantime, I want to pray for the audience in regards to health. Because some of you, as I am aware, and as you are aware that I am aware, and that as we are aware, and that we always know that he is aware, some of you are hurting. So we're going to pray for the Lord to touch you. Let's do it together, collectively join our faith together. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord. You're awesome. You're so gracious to us. You lead us and guide us by your spirit. We know, Lord, you affirm to us, you confirm to us that we're yours. Right now, for my brothers and sisters who are hurting, and for my own son who's hurting, we just pray that you would pour out your healing power into their lives. No, Lord, we're not going to make some big show. We're not going to twinkle things or do stuff. We're just going to lay this at your feet. 
and say, please, in your grace, in your mercy, in your wisdom, in your kindness, please touch these people in their bodies. Touch them in their hearts. Refresh them. Renew them. Bless them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okie dokie. So now that we've done that, and now that we've covered that, we're going to roll into the next area. And you're probably trying to figure out, well, what's the next area, Dave? So glad I asked that question for you. The next area has to do with us going back to Psalm 22. We will be going into Psalm 23. Not this week. Uh, It looks to be like in two weeks we'll be in Psalm 23, but we want to finish up. And here is a big theological challenge for a lot of people, so we're going to go into it because we don't fear what the Word of God has to say. We look at it and we say, help us to understand it. Here's what it says in Psalm 22, verse 23. It says this, You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried out, he heard. So this is in the same Psalm, Psalm 22, that Jesus started off when he was quoting, when he was on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, which is the beginning of Psalm 22, verse 1 and 2. And it's superbly important for you and I to understand that in this exact same Psalm, the psalmist says he has not hidden his face from him. So it is there's a challenge to the idea that God the Father looked away from Jesus at the moment of his death because this very psalm says he doesn't look away. And after all, one day of the year, the high priest comes into the presence of God. That's Yom Kippur, the day to deal specifically with sin. So in the law, the answer dealing with sin was to run towards God, not away from God, not running away from God. So there's some question as to whether that's a theologically correct assessment that— when, when Jesus was saying, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's the moment God the Father turned and looked away. That's cool, and I like it, but there's no guarantee that it is correct, specifically in the framework of the psalm. And what I want to point out to you is this. He has not hidden his face from him. That's the passage in Psalm 22, a messianic psalm. But I want you to know that he has not hidden his face from you, and that's why this psalm is in here as well. God doesn't look at you and then look away in disgust. God doesn't look at you and then turn around in disappointment just thinking, wow, what a bad choice I made. God has selected to spend eternity with you. He knows everything you're going to do. He knows everything you've done, everything you're doing, and everything you will do. You don't even know some of the things that you're going to do. But God already knows what you're going to do. He exists as an interlinear being inside both the past, the present, and the future at the same time. That's called interlinear, by the way. And so the idea behind this is to understand that God has never hidden his face from you. He does not abandon you. He will not quit on you. He will not turn his head away from you. And in the very next verse, the very next line in the Hebrew says, when he cried, he heard him. That means that when, when, when not only did God not hide his face, but when there was a crying out, there was a hearing of that crying out. God heard. And so for us to understand that while things can be tough, and they can be tough, 
And while you don't understand why the Lord allows things, and we know that we don't understand everything the Lord allows, you can be in the perfect will of God, just like the disciples were with Jesus, get in a boat and still face a storm. But the Lord is still with us. He does not hide his face from us. You understand? Okay. All right, we're going to take our break here, and then we're going to come back. We'll do our trivia when we get back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least... Do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean... It was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this, said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not 
anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to offer up our first trivia question. I love it that people, this is so, we have the coolest audience in the world. So you got some people that are like, the, the questions are too hard. Other people, the questions are too easy. So I got one for you. Let's see if you can do this. Ready? This is a classic. It's a dual question. Here you go. All right. Now, here's the first part of the question. Which old man on an island said, on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Who was the person who said that? And for the tough part of that, I want the answer in Greek. Okay, there you go. So you either give me the answer in simplicity or give me the answer in Greek. <laughs> we aim to please. That's all you can do. Bottom line, if you want to reach out to us, 972-445-0770. That would be the number to call. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Once again, just to make sure, people responding all over the place now. Here is the uh, trivia question. Which old man on the island said, On the Lord's day I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Who said that? We've got people answering all over. Really good job. And then for those that need it to be a little tougher, I just want the answer in Greek. It's not overly complex. You can do it. Uh, in the meantime, we'll do our DNA. DNA is kind of what we're made up of. It's what the building blocks were and actually how this whole thing came about was my brother said, you know, in the midst of all this stuff, how should we act? How should we engage? What should we do uh, like on a regular daily basis? And that's where this DNA, it's not the perfect DNA, but it's a DNA. Uh, bottom line to this is simply we do the DNA. We say D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day that ends in Y, you should spend time with the guy in the sky. That's simple. Oh, that's not complex. It doesn't mean you have to stay to have a specific amount of time. Just draw a little closer. Draw a little closer. That's what you want to be doing. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. The one thing that's going to happen that's not going to change is they're going to go in a forward motion if the Lord tarries to outlaw the word of God. You better know the word of God. You better be able to state the word. Of, you better never be ashamed of the word of God because in Luke chapter 9, verse 26, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of you in front of the Father. It's like, you don't want that. That's bad. Don't do that. And then A, you don't have to know it perfectly, but you got to know it. And then A, which is got D, N, and A, A, always be ready to serve. To serve. So why is that important? Is because you are really, you're a part of your life. I don't know if you know this or not, but you're an actual part of your life. But there are other people in your universe that are important too. And the idea is for us to be aware of those other people, concentrating on them as well, and then sensitive to the Lord to be a vessel of his blessing, of his grace, of his mercy, of his kindness. That's how you operate in DNA. A. Okay, got that squared away. One more time on the trivia question, then we'll get back to the teaching. Here it goes. The trivia question is, which old man on an island, I wonder if he'd be offended if somebody said that. 
which old man on an island, uh, said, On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Who said that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase.org. So now we're going to pick it right back up from the text we're in. We're in Psalm 22. We just covered verse 23. Look at this. This is some great stuff. This this whole psalm, this whole Messianic psalm, Psalm 22, is just loaded, loaded with really intense, insightful elements. When David wrote this, there's little doubt in my mind that it was the Holy Spirit writing through him. He wrote so far beyond himself. But listen to what he writes in verse 24, the last half of it. He says, uh, but when he cried, he heard them. My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. And those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live Forever. Now listen to how simplistic but profound it is what he says. He says, my praise shall be of you in the great assembly. Now this is what that means before you get all weary on it. When you're in praise with the Lord, one of the greatest times of your life is when you have private praise. It's just you and the Lord. There's nobody else around. You know it and I know it. No disturbance, no interference, and you're just like... Uh, I love you. And maybe you're singing or maybe you're, you know, doing other things. I don't know. Maybe you're clapping. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, if you're driving, please don't be closing your eyes. Anyway, so you're praising the Lord. It's awesome. And there is nothing wrong and everything right with that. But if you look up in the dictionary, that means on the other hand, praising God is also supposed to be in the great assembly. In other words, your praise between you and God is fantastic. I only not only encourage it, I bless you in that. But you also have to praise the Lord corporately because that's how he designed it. And if you don't like that idea, you're going to hate heaven. What do you think's going on there? Everybody gets together. Everybody just talks to the Lord privately. <laughs> it's going to be a giant, big praise. Talk about a praise-a-thon or a praise fest. That's what it's going to be. It's it's not really permissible to be a Christian and walk in the lone wolf McQuaid mentality of Christianity. Okay, Jesus even communicates to us through his teaching, when two or more are gathered together, there am I in the midst of them. What's he trying to tell you? Hang out with others, please. Because why? Because the Lord is present. And when there's more, this is the same thing we've said all the time. If there's an ounce of God in you and an ounce of God in me and we put us together, then there's two ounces of God. Oh, okay. That works. And so here's the bottom line of the of the whole process. Praise him both publicly and privately. That's even what it teaches, by the way, in 1 Corinthians 14. Praise him and acknowledge him and give him the honor that he's due. It says the poor shall eat and be satisfied, and those who seek him will praise him. You want to know why if you seek the Lord, you praise him? You want to know why? It's like, well, that sounds very spiritual, Dave. I'll put that on a little on a little card and send that to somebody. Now, you got to get what is being said. The reason that those who seek him praise him is because the closer in you get, the more he reveals of himself to you, the more you recognize, this is outstanding. And the closer you draw in, the greater you appreciate what's going on. He has selected you 
to be in fellowship with him. What's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. What's going to happen with our government? Don't know. What's going to happen in a week? Have not a clue. What's going to happen in a month? I'm sure more news will come. But he, the Lord, knows every single thing that will happen at all times, including everything good, bad, and indifferent that we go through. And he still said, you know what? I want a fellowship with David for the rest of eternity. Ah, thank you, Lord, <laughs> because I already know what a mess I am. We even talked about that in the earlier Psalms. David goes, who am I? You already know what I'm like. Ay, ay, ay. The whole idea is to understand that God loves us so much he wants us to draw in. And the more you draw in, the more you know. And the more you know, the more you appreciate. The more you appreciate, the more you love. The more you love, the more you know. It's like, wow. Now we're talking about serious levels of fellowship with the Lord. You want to know why people gave up their life? In, in our society, uh, I'm just going to say this, but I'm going to be nice about it. In our society, if you can't pray in school, that's persecution. In the early church, if they cut your head off for Christ, that was persecution. You see the difference there between those two? Just, you know. Oh, they're, they're making fun of us on television. Okay, okay. That's a lot different than burning you at the stake because you believe in Jesus. And that's why those people were able to endure the levels of persecution that they had to endure because they were close to the Lord and other things didn't interfere with life. Here's the greatest secret that Jesus taught all of us, which is not a secret. That's the, the, almost the irony. You want to really find yourself, lose yourself in the Lord, and you'll find more of yourself in him than you ever imagined before. People keep trying to do things to make themselves happy. Let's take a cooking class. I got an idea. Remember this? Remember? Scrapbooking. Yeah, that's going to do it. We'll open up this. We'll do this. We'll try this. How about spending more time with him who created you, who is the only being who understands your purpose of existence, why you exist, why you were created, and what everything is and isn't in your life, and what does really make you happy and what doesn't make you happy? That's just some good advice, right? All right, which old man on the island said, on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. I will take a moment here and say I'm not sure that he appreciates being called an old man. I'm just saying. But that would be the Apostle John on the island of Patmos, right? The island of Patmos. That's John who had that experience when he was sitting there before the Lord. Dionys, Dionys. Giannis for John in the Greek, or Giannis, either way, that's fine. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. 
Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Job, I want to read Job 325. I don't want anybody looking. I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist, somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just... When you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on that's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers. Good believers. Great believers. Fantastic believers. Lousy believers. Believers. And everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him. And Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case.